0: Welcome to the Buy Box Bandits podcast.
1: What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Buy Box Bandits podcast presented by Seller Amp. As always, make sure you guys check that out if you haven't already. Today, we have the ASD recap for this year with our friend Corey, who's taken the Amazon Twitter space by storm, probably the most concise and thoughtful information on all of Amazon wholesale Twitter. So you guys make sure you follow him as well. But Corey does a whole bunch uh, with wholesale. We've done a uh, prior episode uh, two months ago. Definitely check that out for more of his story and everything. But today we want to dive deep into, you know, his experience and just talking about how you guys can best utilize trade shows and everything. Thanks for joining us. What's
2: going on, Corey?
0: Yeah, yeah, guys. Thanks for having me back. Looking forward to it. So, definitely think we can get into some good stuff about trade shows and ASD in particular.
1: Sure. Yeah. So, for the person that clicked on this video and has no idea what ASD is, can you fill us in just kind of the the overall view?
0: Yeah. So, ASD <clears throat> I I could be wrong on this, but I believe it stands for Affordable Shopping Destination. I think it is. so. Yeah, which Is that really stuff. what it is? Yeah, I, which I, is I crazy. Because it sounds like it's the name of just some like big discount store or whatever, but it's not. So it's actually one of the biggest, if not the biggest B2B wholesale trade shows in the world. And it's held twice a year in Las Vegas at the Las Vegas Convention Center with well over a thousand different, uh, usually like brands, distributors, wholesalers, just suppliers to the retail trade. We'll get booths, they'll display the products that they sell, and then they're there to do business, right? So a lot of people are walking up to their booths, placing orders, and really just trying to buy some good inventory while they're there. Sure. And so so,
2: what was your what did you expect? So this is the first conference you've been to, right?
0: So it was the first ASD that I'd been to. I went to a trade show a year and a half ago called Outdoor Retailer, which was just like an outdoor industry trade show that was in Denver. And so that was my, my first real one. Uh, But honestly, that was, that was more or less just to get my feet wet. Like didn't see a ton of results from that. I would really consider ASD my first one where it's like, I I went there with the intention to really, really make some good connections.
2: So I think this year, this session, it had probably the most buildup out of any of the other ASD because it's been going on a while, right? People have been Mm -hmm. going to ASD for a long time. But it's been happening since the eighties.
0: I didn't realize it's What's up? ASD literally has been happening since the eighties. That was one of the, uh, one of the vendors we met there told me that he's been exhibiting at ASD since like 1986 or something oh, like that. Right.
2: Yeah. yeah. And so I think from just from a social media perspective, this one got hyped up quite a bit. Do you mm-hmm. think in your experience that it lived up to the billing, what was it? What did you experience compared to what did you expect? What sort of planning did you put into it? Take us to the whole, the whole.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, really with any trade show, it's going to be what you make of it. I mean, if you, if you show up, you put in the work, you make connections, you're networking, you're working in the room, like you're going to, it's going to pay for itself many times over, most likely the ones that probably didn't get the most value out of it are the people that maybe it was their first show. They were a little intimidated. They didn't really know how to approach a lot of folks, which is fine. As long as you use that experience to, to kind of shake off that rust and then go back in August and really hit it hard. But I mean, as far as our strategy, We just made like before the show had uh, one of our VAs go through the exhibitor list, try to create a short list, because like I said, there's at least a thousand exhibitors that were attending. So we tried to cut that list of a thousand down to as small as we could and target the the distributors that carry brand name products. And then the brands that have products that are already selling well on Amazon. So our intention going into the show was, all right, we've got the short list. We know where everybody's booth is located that we want to talk to let's just start at the top of our list and kind of work our way down. Well, what we realized when we got there is that we started at the top of our list, met with that first vendor, but then we look over to our left and there's a, a booth that looks very promising that wasn't on our list. So mm-hmm. it was like, okay, well, maybe we'll just, maybe we'll deviate for a second, talk to these guys, see what they're all about. So we do that. And then we look over in the booth next to them, same thing, looks yeah. promising, but wasn't on our list. So what we realized is that it, it definitely helps to have a plan. And really the plan is most important when you're reaching out to these vendors before the show. So we did end up reaching out to some of these vendors a few weeks before ASD, got some accounts open beforehand, and that set us up a lot better when we got there. But I think it didn't, in hindsight, it didn't really make sense to have a list that you're kind of like, you know, going yeah. to each individual booth, because in my opinion, it was a lot more effective to literally just pick one of the halls, because there's three halls, start on the far left-hand side or the far right-hand side and literally just go up and down the aisles one by one because there's just so many suppliers that didn't end up making it on our list for whatever reason that either we had really good conversations with or just we saw a lot of potential there
2: so and, and I, I made
0: that point in my my recap youtube video where it's just like have a plan going in for sure but definitely be willing to be flexible
2: it's funny because we came to that so we've been going for years to asd and we had the same realization the first year we did all like so so much planning in terms Mm -hmm. of who we specifically wanted to reach out to but then when we get there it's right all right so we have xyz brand first of all we don't know where the heck they are right so we got to find them in the hall yeah but then ultimately the the most valuable way and we did the same thing just walk up and down because you could as you walk filter out a bunch of them right some of them just have like sort of like those gas station type products like the knickknack things which obviously you don't want it And then like closeouts, if you don't want to do closeouts, just walk past those, all those sorts of things, right? You could filter out as you kind of walk up and down, but Mm -hmm. you also talk to and find a lot of brands and booths that you may not have even found on the, on the sheet.
0: Oh, 100%. And, and I actually tweeted about this over the weekend. I was like, I swear it's the most, it's like the, the rinky dink looking booths that have one or two people that don't really look engaged. And maybe it's kind of like messy. Their products are kind of strewn about Well, I mean, come to find out, for example, one of those booths that fit that description completely was like this tiny little cosmetics booth sandwiched in between these two huge booths and get to talking to them actually ended up being one of the ones that we reached out to before the show. So before the show, they sent us their pricing, but then at the show, when we met them at their booth, they gave us additional lists that they don't send out publicly. It's I guess they either just provide them to trade show people or just like customers they already have. And so it was those lists that had some really good stuff on it. And as of today, it's not finalized yet, but myself and then three other guys from Twitter went in on, yeah, went in on an order that the subtotal before discounts is going to be 220K. And uh, so we went in together just to get a much bigger discount because it's like, if we would have gone in separately, we would have maybe gotten like three to 5% off each. But because we combine for that huge dollar amount, which is by far going to be that vendor's biggest order from the show, we're going to get, I think, around 17% off, which is just just a significant discount. And this is stuff that like, this stuff is moving. It's like top 1K, top 5K, top 10K in beauty. And I'm not talking like one or two SKUs. I'm talking like 20 to 30, like not including multi-packs and bundles. So uh, opportunities like that, again, can be disguised in some of the, just like the trashiest looking booths.
1: And guys, you just met on the timeline too.
0: Yeah, dude, it's literally one of the kids. Uh, so I'll shout out Sawyer. So like Sawyer Souls on Twitter.
1: Oh, no way, dude. Yeah. That's fucking awesome. Dude. He yeah. He's so much back in the day. Like dude, I, he's I, a homie. He's also 17. I, 17. <laughs> yeah. Him and I, dude, him and I have like talked for years on this stuff. Like he's so
0: sharp. He did. He really like, it's, it's crazy. Like he, he really impressed me. And his parents too were like the nicest people I've ever met. And I didn't, I didn't even know about this supplier. Like he literally DM me the morning of the last day. I was like lazy. I was hungover. I was about to not go to the show, to be honest. And he DMs me. He's like, Hey, like come into the North hall, like swing by this booth. I'm like, all right. So like I met him there.
1: Him on that? Jackson.
0: Yeah. Jackson. And then I believe Aiden who. Aiden. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, and like, these guys are all like, Jackson, I think, is you yeah, seven yeah. yes, It's crazy. So that was my that was eye-opening too. I'm like, damn, like these kids are, are crushing it.
2: That's amazing. And
0: and of that 220K order, I think mine's only like 39k. And the three of them combined for like almost what 190. So it's so like-
1: <laughs> I got a revolutionary idea now. Why doesn't someone just an Amazon seller get their own exhibitor booth and put something up like we want to buy your products to sell on Amazon?
0: Yeah. I mean, it could work. It could definitely like, work. Has
1: anyone tried that? I don't know why. I feel like get some in bad. I, I feel like that's at least worth a shot.
0: I think it totally is because, I mean, yeah. And ASD would be the perfect place to do it because yeah. you've got, I mean, obviously people there to, to buy, but also people there to sell. And and the people that have their own booths there too, they're not just sitting at their own booth the whole day. Yeah, they're, they're walking of them around. Walking they're kind around. Of jet, yeah. Yeah. They're meeting customers. They're meeting vendors that they have. And yeah, they stumble upon your booth. I mean, there's no reason why they might not be willing to to make something happen with you.
2: So take us through like the standard conversation. Do you have specific talking points each and every booth you walk up to? Do you have a checkpoint, a checklist of things you want to learn and find out throughout the conversation? Walk us through sort of like the average conversation there.
0: Yeah. So it's super casual. And I mean, I, I'd like to say I have a script and like things I want to hit on every time, but it's, it's just, is so free flowing. Like my strategy every time, If I'm walking up and down the aisles and let's say I see a booth that I want to talk to the people that own the booth, I literally just walk up to the booth and just pick up a product and start looking at it, right? Just like trying to show interest of what it is that they carry. And I mean, if they're halfway decent, like a sales representatives going to walk up to you and, and chat you up. And so that's pretty much what I did every time. It's like, you know, if I saw products that look good, walk up to the booth, starts just looking at them, sales rep walks up to you and talks to you. And then it's just small talk, you know, Hey, how, you know, how you doing? How's the show been? Have you guys made some good sales? What's moving for you? What's not moving for you? Because that could be a big question too. If you ask like, what what are you sitting on? Like, what do you need to get rid of? Because at a trade show specifically, they're there to cut deals. And if they're sitting on a lot of inventory that maybe they've been sitting on for a while and like, they're going to be even more incentivized to move it at that show. So if it's something that maybe does decent on Amazon, but you can get a really, really good price. Then, like those, those are opportunities that exist there too. Like, for example, uh, this guy that he he owns a cell phone case and accessory distributor business out of New York, and so Billy and I met him on the, I want to say like the second day, and he's got like 3,500 units of this Kate Spade uh, iPhone phone case, and so there's it's like a take all deal for three like three colorways. One colorway selling pretty good, the other two not so much. But the price that he was offering us, we would be like tripling our money on every sale. And so the idea was pretty much just like slash our price and maybe just like look to double it or maybe even make like 50% return, but try to move through the units a lot quickly. But I guess that goes back to the fact that like this guy had some old inventory that he was sitting on. We just chatted him up, started talking and he was willing to make that deal because just because we were at the trade show and he's like, I'm, I'd rather just move them all at once. So there, there a lot of opportunities like that
2: hence the uh hence the flips tweet the other day it was like okay. <laughs> and we yeah. need to make it a weekly occurrence of why well, have cory on yeah, we on a our travel good days
0: good, good well, well now we actually didn't end up we didn't end up going in on that one uh the one we went in on Flip was bait. a Flip different bait. one bay. <laughs> but yeah. no we, we did end up going in on one together it just wasn't that cell phone one in particular
1: there. I, yeah, it, when you're around like Amazon heads, it's so much easier to make content to you because you're, you're talking natively around stuff. That's so fun. I, it's going to be great in, in August and in, uh, or at the ASG. Once again, what was your fit? Because we saw a variety of fits, some people going a little bit more formal, <laughs> some people going completely <laughs> informal.
0: Yeah, I mean, I was pretty casual. I mean, I just wear, I just was wearing like a t-shirt, literally just like a plain oh, colored t-shirt. Oh, I saw
1: a picture of you with Danny. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. So just t-shirt and then either like jeans or khakis. And then, I mean, I always wear like Dunks or Jordans, but that's how I roll. So just casual like that. And um, yeah, I mean, there was like, let's just put it this way. You could pretty much wear just about anything and, and not be an issue. But if you show up in a suit, you're honestly going to look like an idiot because Nobody there is is like that formal.
1: Jackson was wearing a suit. I think the first. Oh, was he? Yeah, I didn't even
0: notice. Well, he He actually no. Now that you say that, he he was, but he was like it wasn't. I wouldn't look at him and be like, dude, you're overdressed. Like it was, it was definitely casual, and and there was nothing casual about that suit. (laughs) Dude, I didn't think it was
1: an episode with him.
2: We'll have to ask him about that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We hung out so much. Yeah,
2: Jack on he posted a picture on Twitter. I think.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, I actually know exactly what you're talking about. No, I thought it was fine, and and I saw him like he was. you know he was talking just fine to a lot of people so I don't think are
2: you um so were you rolling by yourself? Did you
0: have like a team with you? Your your uh so my cousin who's a, a very small shareholder in my business, he's a sales guy. Like he he's in software sales. He loves Vegas. So he was like, hey I'll you know I'll come out with you to you know just really just try to get a feel for the business and uh, and just talk to some vendors with me. So the first day him and I went in together uh, he was more or less trying to get a feel for like you know how to approach these conversations, what to say, and then by day two we were doing some dividing and conquering, where he was going off on his own. We each of us, our goal was I think to get like at least fifteen to twenty new contacts that day each, and and he did a great job of that. So yeah, that's how we approached it.
1: Um, you get recognized at all?
0: Uh, I mean, yeah, actually at at ASD, quite a yeah. few guys. More so, just like kind of on the floor, yeah, and then. Um, on the last day when I was I was kind of like power walking back to the hotel to try to make my flight, I ran into a couple of guys like on the sidewalk that recognized me, which was pretty funny. I was like taken very off guard <laughs> I'm
1: sure in Miami a bunch uh because yeah you're yeah Miami. yeah
0: yeah you were well, yeah there. but that's because like it just the guy's there like I feel like sure. I feel like that's like our crowd, you know
2: definitely definitely yeah yeah any, any um any casino links that you uh, and share on podcast
1: yeah any uh you know any 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 tips and tricks for that
0: i actually didn't gamble at all so i and i love gambling like i'm not against (laughs) it in any way i i love playing blackjack but this is so this is what happens it was i guess sat or sunday night or monday night because it was the, the night before we were leaving we'd gotten dinner uh and then afterwards we were just chilling in the casino like me my cousin and then billy and me and billy go to the atm to try to get some cash out and my my debit card like it was saying limit already reached, which is weird because I hadn't taken out any cash. So I tried to take out five hundred bucks. I tried to do it twice, and both times it just wouldn't let me do it. So I'm like, you know what? This is a sign because I know for a fact I would have lost every dime anyway. So I just <laughs> walked back, walk, literally walked away, and just sat at the table and watched my cousin and Billy gamble for like an hour.
2: <laughs> did you? Uh, did you go to In and Out?
0: No, I didn't. We, last time uh... I was there, we did. I know I love In and Out. I um, we we ate really good while we were there. So. We should. Be, I probably should have on the way to the airport, but I didn't.
2: How? So many, they don't have In and Outs on the East Coast. So that's no. A, that's the yearly ritual. Whenever we go out there, we go to In and Out.
0: Is it? Yeah. Is oh, In and Out.
1: Is there an advantage to going the first day, or like it doesn't really matter? Because they were I was seeing people like flying In and Out on Instagram, like on random ass days. Like.
0: Dude, so that I think that honestly is like one of the biggest takeaways from the whole show is that. So technically, the show's it's Saturday through wednesday or something and no one's there wednesday though like no, no wednesday. wednesday was dead i mean we like i guess i sorry it was tuesday morning was my last day there and it was already dead yeah. but i think like the move is get there like you want to be walking in the door at 9 a.m on saturday now the issue is saturday is technically like a vip buying day so you either have to be we were trying to figure it out you either have to be like invited by one of your suppliers or there's like there's some barrier to entry to get there on saturday but it's my understanding that like Saturday is when like literally like Goodwill's buyers are there buying and like some Walmart buyers are there buying, like really, really big buyers are there on Saturday. So if you can somehow get in on Saturday, I mean, I think, I, I truly think that if you approach Saturday correctly and you can get in, you could literally fly home on Saturday night. Like, I I just think that the opportunities there are, that they, they dwindle by the day, but there's still a crazy amount. So it's like, if you get there Saturday, crush it, spend a shit ton of money, you could leave that night. But- what uh um, yes
1: oh my bad uh what was the ratio of like orders placed versus just contacts made for now making orders this week or next week future so
0: yeah so really only place i think one or two orders like at the show like on the floor it's much more so at least from what we were trying to do is just trying to set up relationships for the following week so there's a lot of like in particular toy closeout distributors that uh, we're all kind of in the same area And the the conversation with them were pretty similar where they just said, Hey, uh, we sell, sell a lot of our stuff, like the first couple of days. So we don't have a lot right now, but our pricing is good either for the week after the show or for the next month or whatever. So it's like, you don't, you don't, if you don't buy anything at the show, you're not like screwed because a lot of the pricing will extend for the next few days or a few weeks. So really the relationships are are what you want to focus on.
2: And so how does that, um, how long did you start to wait to follow up? And did you, send emails phone calls how did that follow-up process go
0: yeah so let's see i guess we got back tuesday afternoon and then i think this past so that was of last week and then thursday i want to say either thursday or friday i sat down and just like laid out all the business cards that i got and just hit everyone up via email and then just added them to the crm that way so really just email follow-ups. And then like a lot of them have already gotten back to us with pricing or with applications or that type of stuff. So at that point, it just becomes like any other um, like outreach sequence of just trying to get that application or that pricing. But a lot, I mean, there people are a lot more receptive because it's like in the subject line, it was like, hey, you know, we met at ASD or whatever. And so it's, even if they don't remember you or recognize your name, like, oh, I met this guy last week. I should get back to him promptly.
2: And then looking forward to August, Is there anything that you'll do dramatically or drastically different in terms of your game plan, strategy, uh, like uh, action plan?
0: Yeah, so the goal is definitely going to be to get there Friday and then ideally get access to the Saturday show. So really going to be pushing some of our suppliers that are attending, pushing them hard to try to get a VIP invite and definitely continuing to do a lot of that upfront research that we did this time. But instead of treating it like, a playbook for when we get there of everyone we're going to talk to where we're going to be really aggressive with the outreach beforehand so we're going to be putting together almost like a playbook or like a, essentially a strategy for how to approach every trade show so it's like all right six weeks out you start this is what you say to these suppliers and then four weeks out this is what you say again and really just trying to put a ton of legwork in like weeks in advance so that in a perfect world when we get there we're just like showing up to the boost of the people that we've already been working with for the last few weeks so that I would say would be the the main difference as far as our approach. The other thing too, this is like massive gem that I don't even remember who was telling me this, but somebody said that <laughs> every year, like during ASD, there's, I think it was a group of like disgruntled vendors that, that used to exhibit at ASD. They, they essentially created like an ASD copy. <laughs> it's literally in like the CVS parking lot across the street from the convention center. And it's the same days as ASD every year. So, so, And it's like not advertised. So like you would, you kind of look at the parking lot and think like, oh, there's a bunch of like homeless people camping in the parking lot, but it's actually just like another mini trade show going on. <laughs> and I don't remember who was telling me this. It was somebody from Twitter. They were like, yeah, we walked over there to check it out. And so that guy, Jameson from Miami Sellers Conference that presented,
2: yeah. like, yeah,
0: he was there like, placing a big order at one of these booths, like literally in the CVS parking lot. And apparently there was a lot of good opportunities there. So in August, when I go back, main takeaways, again, try to get into the regular ASD on Saturday, but also try to hit this little mini trade show on the side, because I mean, that to me was a massive diamond in the rough that a lot of people seem to be overlooking.
1: Yeah. That's episode 58 for anyone interested in Jameson's story, which was a really, really good episode, one of my favorites ever
0: i would uh yeah, his would, story's really good really sure. good. so
1: we got we got a couple minutes left um how has the whole twitter thing changed kind of the way you view things and operate if at all the past couple months because when we spoke you're okay we now have two people that we didn't know prior to episodes you're one of them the other guy was a new york times best-selling author he, he brought it as well mike yeah exactly mike, yeah I'm the first guy yeah yeah right um yeah so um we didn't know what to expect you obviously knocked out of the park and everything but we were on your ass to do twitter heavy and you were like Mm -hmm. oh LinkedIn, no twitter stuff at least heavily and everything has happened so far it seems like it's been awesome
0: yeah i mean it's i was telling somebody this the other day i mean i think the two best business decisions i've ever made in my life and you could honestly they're they're interchangeable as far as like which one is more uh important and i think One of them was starting to sell on Amazon back in 2017. And the second one was getting active on Twitter in January of this year. I mean, really, I think it was that important as far as like the doors that it's opened up, the connections I've made. Uh, I mean, I don't know if you saw my tweet from this weekend, but I've literally had four different new suppliers DM me, cold DM me in the last 30 days. Yeah. Yeah, and of those four, one we were actively placing orders with, to uh, or the second one we're most likely gonna start placing orders with this week. And then it's just like guys have been just like giving me tips. Like somebody DM me the other day like, hey, I know where your supplier, like I know who's who your supplier's supplier is, like here's their information. I'm like, oh shit, like that's very clutch. So it's just like opportunities like that and also collaboration opportunities too. I mean, yeah, I think like to kind of draw a parallel to the real estate world, I mean like in real estate it's so common for if somebody brings a deal, then someone else brings the money and you know, you're 50 50. And it's just like a lot more collaboration in an industry like that. And I feel like for whatever reason that that was not really a thing in Amazon, in the Amazon world, at least maybe not until recent. People, yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Like I'm sure it's going on, but now it's more like, you know, people are a lot less, I guess, secretive about their suppliers. And I mean, obviously there's a point where you share and a point where you don't, but it's just you know meeting people who are willing to go in on those bigger deals together to get discounts and just work together to to do something that you couldn't do by yourself.
2: I think the third one on that list
0: is is um, coming on buy box Bandits the first time. Yeah, for sure. Well, that part. I think that and like the Twitter go hand in hand. I mean, yeah, that, yeah. I think that was a springboard.
1: And, well, Chris Potter just threw us the lot all over oh, the top yeah. of the century with that. Well, know. I
0: I, de- I was kind of on his ass, I'm like Chris, because I know him through MDS and I saw his, and I don't even, honestly, don't even know how I found BioBox Bandits. I think I just, I think it was on like my Discover, like on my podcast page or something. And I was just there was like,
2: enough episodes out there. You're bound oh, to get wait, hit by one of them at ask some point.
0: Did they hit us up about it. Yeah, yeah. I did, de- because oh, okay. I, wow. I reached out to Chris on Facebook. Cause we're yeah. fr- Cause I've no, I've been. Yeah, busy with
1: him. Stuff, Yeah. Time. I literally,
0: I messaged him on Facebook and I said, Hey, like I heard you on this podcast. One, mm-hmm. you did a good job Two, Like they're younger guys. So I can definitely relate to that. And it seems like, cause I listened to a lot of your episodes at that point. I'm like, they don't have a lot of wholesale, not wholesale content, but just didn't have a lot of like wholesale guys. So I was like, can you make an intro? Cause I think I can provide value. And he's like, yeah, I only know i on Twitter. So like, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of put you in a DM. I'm like, well, dang, that means I got a, like yeah. throw a profile picture on my page and like add a bio because I was like zero tweets, zero following, zero followers, no profile honest, picture.
2: It's uh, actually funny because so when I told Miles that Chris had recommended you, I was sure Miles was gonna be like, nah, we don't I want I don't want him. <laughs> why? <'Cause laughs> because my profile? Because no, you had no, nothing, no, right? You had yeah, no right. profile. Right. You, you had don't no know
1: what to expect. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, yeah.
2: Yeah. Like and so I was almost sure when I told Miles about you, he was like, ah, nah, we'll we'll do something else. But he was like, <laughs> yeah, know. sure, let's do it.
1: Yeah, I trust. And then when was that? That was like early January, I think. When That we was like there.
0: January, like 8th or yeah. 10th Eighth or, or something.
1: something. Yeah, because yeah, it was right before we all got together in PA. That's right. With that, with that. Cool. Okay, yeah. Um, And then I we got a hot box. We all got 11 o'clock with it. But uh, yep. everyone go follow Corey on Twitter. It's a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> see everyone in the next
2: episode. Have a great day.